0: A game we absolutely cannot lose against the Nebraska Cornhuskers this weekend. Predictions today. What do you think? We're going to find out. Okay, you no are locked happens, on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. We're doing predictions today. It's Nebraska weekend, the chair game. We're diving in. We got to get that, get that need to know information when it comes to the weekend game be sure to subscribe on YouTube where we are building a solid community. I love the comments flowing in. I love the thoughts. I will interact as much as possible, especially as the days permit, but get those predictions down in the comments today. We don't have Tristan coming on board today and you can give him all the heat in the comments or next week when we have him back on the show. We're missing him today, but at least we'll still get those predictions in for you. Now, the first thing we're going to do before we dive into over-unders, before we dive into the actual predictions themselves, is we got to talk about this game and who is playing quarterback. You know, the Gophers have had to deal with quarterback question marks almost the entire season. You look at New Mexico State. They had a true freshman, and then they had a older, experienced quarterback quarterback Weren't sure who was going to play because they played two in their first week zero matchup. It looked like we thought the freshman would play majority of the time. Then the older quarterback got the start. Freshman was in, in the second drive of the game, played a vast majority, and then they kind of flipped it back and forth on a couple different drives. So two quarterback game for the Gophers in week one. Then you move on to week two with Western Illinois. And yet again, two quarterbacks seeing the field a decent amount of snaps. You move into week three against Colorado. And I believe we saw three different quarterbacks in that matchup. And again, not knowing who was going to start from the jump, you head into week four and you have your first game where you don't have any question marks against who uh, about who you are going to play against in Michigan State. You knew Peyton Thorne was going to be the starter and going to be the guy. Then you move on to week five or the Gophers fifth game played. And you got question marks once again, because Aiden O'Connell was injured. We weren't sure if he was going to play. He didn't play the game prior. So the Gophers had to prepare for multiple quarterbacks. Aiden O'Connell, one of the better quarterbacks in the Big Ten Conference. So you have to act like he's going to still play, but you also need to get looks and film on the younger quarterbacks that played in his missing or in his absence as well. You see the trend here, but it doesn't stop there. Then you move on to the Illinois game where Tommy DeVito was injured in the week prior against Iowa, and we weren't sure if Tommy DeVito was going to play or not. He was a last second, got the start. Then you move on to Penn State once again. Like, how does this happen? When does this happen? How often? I don't remember another time seeing this happen so frequently to one team. You he had Penn State. Sean Clifford wasn't sure if he was going to play. They might have played Drew Aller, the true freshman. Now, Sean Clifford ends up getting the start, again, announced hours before the game. You move on to the next game, and the next game is none other than our last game, Rutgers, who we didn't know who was going to start at quarterback between the three options of Winsett, uh Noah, and there was, I don't even remember who the third... Quarterback is, if I'm being honest with you, but we didn't know who was going to start, and then it was announced. It was announced that it was going to be Noah Vedral, and then all of a sudden, ten minutes before the game, nope, actually, it's going to be Gavin Wimsett. Like, you can't make this up. You can't make it up. And now the Gophers are heading into a, an away game on the road in Lincoln, and Casey Thompson, the starter for the Nebraska Cornhuskers for the entire season, has an injury. The game before and is questionable all week, says it's going to be a game time decision, and they have two other quarterbacks that they've been prepping with the ones all week, including Purdy. Now, I literally have never heard of that before, but I am going to go with the trend we have seen, and I am going to expect that Casey Thompson is going to be playing this game. You know, each and every time the starter was in question when it came to playing against Minnesota, they've played. Aiden O'Connell, they threw him in there dinged up or not. Tommy DeVito, they threw him in there, dinged up or not. Wimsat, that one was surprising, but they ended up playing both Wimsat and Vedril. So I would just go with that gut feeling of the starter is going to play against this Gophers team. And I think that same thing is going to be said with Casey Thompson, which surprises me that the Gophers line is so big because of Casey Thompson's in this game, the team you can't take for granted because he has the ability to make explosive plays. Casey Thompson can get it on the run. Casey Thompson can throw the deep ball. So don't take this team for granted. I know it's the chair rivalry. I know some people don't want to acknowledge that. Others do. It That's up to you. You decide if you want to acknowledge it or not, but you really shouldn't care too much if others don't or if others do. That's where I'm at on that one. But the thing that you love about this this matchup and what has built up from it is the donations and the charity aspect of it and that is the part that anybody should be able to get behind so we head in Nebraska I'm expecting Casey Thompson to play and I'm expecting it to be a close one I'm not going to lie to you here their defense is not good it's not straight up Nebraska fans if you found your way to this podcast your defense is not good you know it I know it but your offense can create explosive plays to keep you in the game. So Gophers should not take this for granted. And that's where we're at. That's the preview for what this week is looking like. The Gophers should be able to run it with Mo Ibrahim. They should be able to try and get some life into this passing game. Like we talked about in the keys of this game just two days ago on the show. So, be sure to check that out but let's jump in to over-unders let's jump in to predictions and we have to talk about over-unders with our friends at underdog fantasy which is the easiest way to play fantasy during this college season now i'm going to pull up the lines from our friends over at underdog fantasy on the gophers players so we got tanner morgan coming in within 183.5 pass yards higher or lower now This is tough because I can see this as a get right game for the Gophers passing game, trying to get it going, but at the same time, you're not gonna force it. Last week, Tanner only had 122 passing yards. The week before that, when Ethan played, we only had 175. The week before that, it was a pitiful and under 100 yards total with two quarterbacks combined. And you see the trend here. The last time we cracked over 200 yards was in Purdue in Michigan State it's been a while it has been a hot minute and i am usually of the side of until they show you some life you go with what you see so i'm gonna take the lower on tanner morgan at 183.5 pass yards now mo ibrahim has 140.5 rush yards higher lower i'm gonna smash the higher on that because mo is going to get the looks he's gonna get the touches he might not get the 35 plus that he saw last week but even with 25 touches, I feel confident that he'll be right around that 140 mark and say you need him to win this game. You need him to be at his best to get on the scoreboard. Yeah, I see Mo being a big factor in this one. So we'll take the higher there. Daniel Jackson at 51.5 receiving yards. Again, a good line. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the lower on this one. Uh, he'll probably be really close to that line, but if we're going to go lower on Tanner's overall number of 183.5, then I'm also going to pair that with a lower on Daniel Jackson and then Brevin span forward 35 and a half receiving yards. I'm going to smash the over on that brevin is constantly around that 20 to 40 receiving yards and again i think that connection and how the gophers are using him is continuing to tick upwards so i'm going to follow that trend we're going to hit higher on that one then i go drop let's say five dollars down I can up to 20 times my money just by getting those correct on the higher or lowers. That's how easy and simple underdog fantasy is and can be. So. Not only will they do that for you, but they will. If you sign up with promo code Locked On, which is one word, they will double your first deposit of up to $100. So you put in $100, they'll give you $100. That's $200 in your bank account. You put in $50, they'll match you with $50. That's $100 in your account on Underdog. It's simple. It's easy. Download the app today, Underdog Fantasy, or go to underdogfantasy.com. Again, use the promo code Locked On. One word, just one. And you can get up to $100 deposit matched by them by using that promo code. It's a lot of fun. Go try the college pick them today. Now, those were some simple over-unders that we had with a couple player lines. But I got a couple other over-unders we have to talk about. The first one is, will this Gophers team have one and a half sacks over or under? This one, with how our pressure has been, it's a tough line because Nebraska has given up 21 total sacks. They're like 98th when it comes to giving up sacks. 98th in the country. They give up a lot of sacks. So the Gophers should, should be able to get one. But that is tough anytime when it comes to the pressure that we've been getting to the quarterback. So to take the over here, they would need to get two sacks or more. Now, I'm not, I'm not gutsy enough to make that call that the Gophers will have two sacks in a game. I just I haven't seen enough from the D-line, from the pressure created. Unless they find a way to get maybe one through the D-line and then one on a corner blitz, that's your best odds at getting two sacks on this team. But I wouldn't bet on it. I'm going to take the under when it comes to sacks. Now, turnovers, on the other hand... Same line, one and a half turnovers. I'm going to take the over there because the Gophers team has been consistent at at least forcing turnovers. You know, we saw one in the Penn State game. We had three in the Purdue game, three in the Michigan State game, three in the Rutgers game. The only game in which we haven't had a turnover all season is the Illinois game. That's it. That's the only team the Gophers have not forced a turnover on. So I I expect the trend to continue in getting two seems reasonable. So I have the over on that one. Now, the final over under that we're going to talk about is coming from the score. And if the Gophers can score over 20 points, 20 points is the line there. Now, I think that this game, if there is a showing and spectacularness from the defensive side of ball, it's going to be from the Gophers. I don't think Nebraska's defense can hold up and so I believe 20 points is reasonable. Now, prior to the Rutgers game, the Gophers had struggled to crack above 17 in three straight games, so it's 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 a big ask, but I'm hoping that the Rutgers game was a get-right game paired with the fact that the Nebraska defense is just not good, and I'm going to take the over on t- over 20 points scored for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Now, That's fun and all. Over-unders, you know, quick, easy, efficient, easy to talk about. I want to know your over-unders. If you've got answers for them down below, tell me where I went wrong. But we're going to move to the more important thing of predictions. Are the Gophers walking out with a W? Are we underestimating Nebraska? Does Casey Thompson make a huge difference? We're going to talk about that coming up next all right gophers fans let's do this thing thank you for making locked on golden gophers your first listen when it comes to gophers daily sports and let me know if you can in the comments down below what time of day you find the podcast what time of day you listen to the podcast i want to make sure that i have this up if people are getting this thing at 7 a.m in the morning 8 a.m in the morning I want to make sure it's there for you. I know I've fluctuated this past week on some of the times trying to figure out what are the best times to post the pod for you, the listener. So if you have a preferred time, make sure you drop that down below so I can make sure it's up by that time for you, the listeners. Now, back to the predictions, back to what we are here to do, and that's guess the score. Guessing the score in this game, I do think, like I said, the Gophers are going to go over 20 points. So I've got the Gophers at 27 27 points is what I have the Gophers at. And I think Nebraska will find a way to score the ball. We're not going to see another shutout. Now, what my score for Nebraska is heavily depends on if Casey Thompson is playing or not. If Casey Thompson is not playing, I'm giving Nebraska like 13. We'll give you two field goals and a touchdown. That's what I got for Nebraska if Casey Thompson isn't playing. In fact, that itself might be a little high if Casey Thompson is not playing. That is how low my confidence is in those backup quarterbacks. Nebraska, your fans, if you're in here, you can tell me how wrong I am because I know you guys hype up those players. And I know there's a lot of Purdy fans out there, but I am not one of them. And honestly, I think if Casey Thompson does not play this game, Nebraska does not stand a single chance, not one. Negative chances is what Nebraska has if Casey Thompson doesn't play That might be a strong take, but I believe it is accurate. Now, if Casey Thompson is playing the game, if he's playing this game, I believe the score, I believe they at least get 17. I think that's that's a fair assumption. Nebraska has hung around in a lot of their games. They hung around with teams that you wouldn't expect it. Now, they didn't hang around with Illinois, but you know what? Illinois is one of the best. Actually, I'll say it. Illinois has the best defense in the country right now. That's what they've shown. And so I don't blame them for that one. They got nine points up on them. But Purdue... Nebraska put up 37 points in the Rutgers game. They won by one, but they did what they had to do in the Indiana game. They put up 35 points in the Oklahoma game. Well, I think Nebraska fans want to forget that one, but 14 points only. So it could be a blowout or it could be a close game. I would lean more towards a closer game. I think the Gophers walk out of this one 27 to 17 if Casey Thompson is playing. And if he's not, then I am going to lock in 27 to 10. I've readjusted. It's not 13, 27 to 10 if Casey Thompson does not play. Now, moving on to the Gophers offensive side of ball. Who is the going to be the player? that has the best game for the offense, I've got to lock it in as Mo. I, It's chalk this week. Mo's going to have the best game on the offense. I hope to see improvements from Bryce Williams to get Mo some breathers. I hope we see improvements or continued c- consistency from Brevin Ford and Daniel Jackson and Tanner Morgan. But if you're going to chalk it up for the best offensive game this week, it's going to be Mo, no doubt about it. Now moving to the defensive side of ball, Tyler Nubin would be an easy choice, but I'm not going to take the easy choice on this one. I think Cody Lindenberg continues to shine in more and more opportunity. I think Cody Lindenberg comes up big for the Gophers in this one and really solidifies his spot as one of the linebackers of the future for this defense as Mariano Surimarin ends up graduating and leaving the program this year with his last year of eligibility. Now, overall, we've got the offensive player of the game, we've got the defensive player game, we've got the scores, but what about which team will have the most turnovers? I think this is an easy one. In my opinion, the Gophers defense is much better than the Nebraska defense. I feel confident saying that. So the turnovers battle will be won by the Gophers, who will be the most effective pass catcher, pass catcher in this game, in the game itself. I would actually look at Palmer over at Nebraska. He's one of the best receivers in the entire conference outside of Ohio State. But if you're talking about just on the gopher side of ball, I think Brevin Spanford continues to chalk it up. Daniel Jackson's been showing good looks. We need to see life from somebody else. We've seen Jackson get some good looks. We've seen Jackson get some good production. We've seen the same thing from Brevin Spanford. But we haven't seen much or at all from Dalen Wright this season. I would love to see something there, but he has to get himself on the field first, and it seems like there's been some behind-the-scenes issues that we don't have all the details on, but it seems like he's just really not getting the opportunity due to other factors, so I'm not going to count on that right now. Clay Geary has gotten on the field, had a drop this past weekend. He doesn't see enough opportunity to make a huge impact, but I would love to see more from Lemecki Brockington. If we can get him on the field a little bit more and let him get comfortable, let him get going and give him some more opportunities, I believe he's taken advantage of the opportunities he's been given so far. So why not get him on the field just a bit more? Michael Brown Stevens has been struggling and I'm not counting on him once again until I see the confidence rebuild. I feel like until the confidence comes back, you're not going to see a lot of good production from him. So I'm hoping to see more Brockington and hopefully more consistency from Jackson and Spanford. On the positive for Gophers fans, it was announced that Chris Amon Bell will be back next season for his seventh season of eligibility, if given the medical waiver and it clears. So it will be great to have Crab back on the squad with a young quarterback too, to really give life and a new aspect in the passing offense that this current Gophers team could really, really use. So most effective pass catcher, I'm going with Brevin on the Gopher side, Palmer on Nebraska side. Now, who will be the biggest surprise player of the week for the Gophers? That's a big one. That's a big question. And I could go with Lindenberg because I picked him as my defensive player of the week, but we're not going to make it easy on me there. So let's go with... I'm gonna go with Axel Rushmeyer. Axel Rushmeyer has been very consistent over this season. he I think he's only had one game where he kind of had some errors. but other than that, I think he makes a huge, huge, effort this week in helping Mo Ibrahim just go ballistic and clearing huge holes for him. The pairing in the gap between Axel Rushmeyer and John Michael Schmitz is going to be the reason and the driver for Mo having some huge plays this week. So Axel Rushmeyer is going to be my most surprised player of the week. Who scores the first Gophers touchdown? You know who I'm going with here. It's Mo. Get the Gushers out and have him ready because he's going to have a day. And then finally, The stat and the question, not the stat, but the question that everybody wants to know, who will win the chair charity and the trophy itself for the most donations? I think it's a tight race right now. I think the last time I took a peek at it, it was pretty close. And I do think that if you, the Gophers fans, are listening to this right now, you can be the reason that we come out on top. I think we pull this one out. I think we win the game and the charity competition and bring that chair back to Minnesota. So be sure to donate if you haven't yet already, and I look forward to it. Get ready for the game this weekend. Another win, a massive win that the Gophers need to keep getting right and continuing to build the Big Ten record under coach PJ Fleck. It's going to be a big one. Make sure to cheer loud if you're out there at Lincoln and from home if you're not. And we'll see you next week when the Gophers take on Northwestern at Huntington Bank Stadium. That's going to do it for us on Lockdown Golden Gophers. Have a good one. I will see you next week.